What is personalized marketing, and how can it help you differentiate your service and increase retention? We'll find out on this episode of Shift Shapers. Change either paralyzes or energizes. The choice is yours. You're listening to the Shift Shapers podcast. You're about to learn firsthand from businesses and entrepreneurs who have successfully shaped the shifts in their industries. Get ready to become the change that you want to see. Here's your host and chief transformation strategist, David Saltzman. Today's episode is brought to you by HR360, the trusted source for customizable compliance tools used by brokers and their clients nationwide. Their monthly benefits newsletter, ACA alerts, RAP SPDs, HR library, and other attorney review tools will help you keep your clients and win new ones, and at a cost that will amaze you. We're at the National Association of Health Underwriters Convention, and one of the common themes that we've heard a lot of folks talking about with all the changes in the industry is the need to communicate better, both more effectively and more efficiently, And we're fortunate that one of the presenters at the meeting, Barbara Saxton, who is the CEO of Smart Choices, is taking some time from her schedule to sit down and talk to us about a class she taught on communication choices and communication tools. With that, welcome, Barbara. Thank you. It's great to be here, David. So kind of a a great place to start, you and I were discussing off-air, is something that's near and dear to both of us because we were both involved in the industry back when the dot-com bubble was growing and growing and growing. And then the dot-com bubble burst. And there are some parallels, aren't there? Do you, I know you agree that there are some parallels that, that fit the situation that's going on now with a lot of benefit advisors. Yes, exactly. And you can see it's kind of uh, deja vu, been there, done that, which creates an opportunity for advisors, agents, brokers to pay attention to how they're marketing to their audience. With that in mind, ACA has pretty much created turmoil in our markets, and a lot of the folks that we've talked to here and in other meetings think of this as kind of a crisis situation. But that's not necessarily the case, is it? No, not at all. As we talked about in our session, is it crisis or is it really opportunity? And sometimes when you think it's a crisis situation, there it actually creates a lot of opportunity. For example, we were talking about the reality is about 25% of the agent population is anticipated to be leaving the business by 2018. Those stats come from the fact that we have an older population in our industry. The average age is actually somewhere between 59 and 60. But that creates a great opportunity for new agents to get involved in the industry and obviously will create some consolidation. So that's definitely, to me, an opportunity versus a crisis situation. Now, if you're a new agent and you're coming into the business, you kind of will gravitate towards a lot of tools that some of those of us who've been in the business for a long time and who've had a business model that maybe needs to be tweaked or readjusted for today's business environment won't. Let's explore some of the ones. I know some of the things that you talked about in, in the meeting were the first thing that you have to do is look at culture. Why is culture, what is culture in an organization such as ours and why is it important? Why does it matter? Culture is very important. I mean, you want to make sure that you have somewhat of a sales culture in this current climate because you're going from presenting product and leaving the choice really up to your client to becoming an advisor. And so you want to make sure that you have those kind of skills and company culture 
that you are educating and really selling to your market. You know, you want them to, quite frankly, buy you. And you have to create a culture of sales in order to do that. You know, it's a theme that we've heard a lot during this meeting and, and that we've talked a lot about on the Shift Japers podcast. The secret weapon, everybody kind of gets enamored with the shiny technology and stuff, and that's necessary, and a lot of the tools are necessary. But what we forget sometimes is that the secret weapon really is you, isn't it? It is, 100%. I get people all the time that say, bring me out to a meeting, or I'll do the meeting for you, or you know, I'll talk to your client. And I have to remind them that, first and foremost, I want my client or my audience to buy me. And then comes the product, and then comes the, you know, the tools. But first and foremost, I'm selling myself. And when I do that, I get clients that are like me, they are good relationships. They last a long time. And, you know, I don't worry about clients leaving me because they've bought into Barbara. That's the external alignment of culture. Is the internal alignment within an agency equally important, more important? Yes, I would say equally is important. I think internal, uh, external is, uh, you know, it's critical. And this is a good time to evaluate the culture within your agency. There's no better time than now to say, okay, what are we going to be over the next few years as this industry really takes on some dramatic change? So how do you go about, uh, you advise clients all the time, how do you go about advising them to start that conversation? Or if you're facilitating it for them, how does that conversation go with with an agency that typically has some service personnel and also some sales folks? What is that conversation like? Well, they have to decide, you know, what they're going to be to their audience, you know, and, and determine, you know, who they want to be to ultimately to their clients. Is that, you know, they're going to focus on compliance? Are they going to focus on technology? Are they going to focus on new creative products in the market? It's not a good idea, as you know, to be all things to everyone. So create a corporate culture by looking at where your strengths are. You know, what, what is it within your agency that you do best? And then kind of brand yourself to that situation. And then start to communicate that with some of the new tools that are out there in, you know, technology with regards to communication. How important is it once you create that cultural alignment to have everyone, if you will, singing from the same hymnal, kind of all the folks who are going out and who are client-facing, telling the same story the same way? Critically important. I have seen companies that don't do that, and uh, you know it just doesn't bode well for them in the marketplace. Clients and customers understand that if you're not all on the same page, that you probably are not operating efficiently, and the message is very much a mixed message. So it's a good idea to have everybody understand what you know what is the value that you bring to the marketplace. And what's going to be your tune? What's going to be your song that you're going to sing? And everybody should be singing that song. And how do you, how do you counsel people? A lot of salespeople are notoriously gregarious and everybody thinks they've got their own style. And certainly lots of folks are successful with their own style. But if you want to create culture that's unified in an organization, how do you do that? And how do you continually monitor that to make sure that folks are singing the same tune, at least in harmony, if not in unison? You gotta have good leadership. You know, you've gotta have, uh, people who have the ability to motivate the team and to demonstrate, you know, why a single message is a good message to have. Typically, really good salespeople like the path of least resistance and a good path of least resistance is gonna be, you know, a message that can be communicated over and over that works. I think a lot of salespeople Go out and try one message, that doesn't work. Try another message, that doesn't work. So I actually think that people are responsive 
to a marketing, a specific marketing campaign. Well, and that leads us to, I mean, you know, you like to talk about the five C's and we've, we've covered crisis and we've covered culture. So let's talk about creativity. How does that manifest itself within being able to put forward a message like we're talking about? What are those kinds of tools that you might use to, to do that creatively? So you craft a message that resonates. Craft a message that resonates and then decide how you're going to disseminate that message and how often and through what vehicles you're going to use. Social media obviously being one of the most important today. Everybody's using social media. I asked the audience yesterday, how many of you use social media on a day-to-day basis for marketing your business or in your daily lives? Almost every person in the room raised their hand. I also asked them, you know, were you using that five years ago? The hands dropped in half. I asked 10 years ago and no one had a hand raised. So social media is important. And being able to pool all those social media venues together is really, really critical. Uh, it's time consuming to go Facebook and then turn around and go to LinkedIn and then turn around and go to Twitter. And the new technology is tying that all together. So when you update one, all the others update. And when folks go to your Facebook page, you know, they're also able to go to your LinkedIn page and to your Twitter feeds, etc. So social media is, is critical. And then the new tools that we talked about yesterday, which were a lot of fun, are the video email marketing, which is uh, not necessarily new, but it's getting a lot of traction. And that's where you take uh, videos of yourself. You know, you can do it with your your cell phone, your smartphone, iPad, and upload them within seconds and send those out to your customer base and, you know, it personalizes your message. It's not just words on a paper. And uh, we also talked about the new electronic business card, which I think is, uh, that's hot off the press. And a lot of folks like that concept because everything is housed in one transmission. One electronic business card has all your social media, your website, your photos, everything, and you can send that. And so instead of handing a paper card to someone, you're sending a lot of information in one single venue, if you will. And now a word from our sponsor. Brokers nationwide are using HR 360's low-cost, easy-to-use RAP SPD generator, RAPDOC 360, to make sure their clients have ERISA-required RAP SPDs and plan documents. Actually, over 110,000 sets of RAP documents were sold just in the last 12 months. If your client gets audited by the DOL, the first phone call they make will be to you, looking for their SPDs and plan documents, so make sure your clients are compliant. Developed by HR 360's staff of attorneys and a leading ERISA law firm, this simple, intuitive system makes it so easy to customize RAP SPDs for each client, and the cost is surprisingly affordable. In fact, many brokers are actually charging for each document, so your RAP SPD generator becomes a new profit center for you. Get free demo access, no credit card required, so you can find out just how easy it is to generate RAP SPDs at rapdoc360.com. To learn more about all of the great services HR 360 has that can help you differentiate yourself and deliver more value, click on the sponsor link at shiftshapersonline.com or email sales at hr360.com. Do you find that sometimes you have to counsel people? I mean, you were talking about being efficient and effective with social media, that people end up spending eons of time on Facebook yes. and on other things. And 
isn't really for most agencies the key, not so much the social media, but the social proof that it generates? Yes. So, you, yeah, you do want to have the venues that you incorporate, you want to be able to have tracking. And sometimes social media, you know, you don't get the best tracking on that. But there are venues out there, especially the electronic business cards and the video email, that does generate a lot of tracking resources. So you can see who's looking at me, who is interested in what I have to say. It's good for two reasons. One, you know that you can reach out to those people and get more business from that. But also, if people are not responding or not watching your videos or not reading your messages, you know you need to change it. Do you find that, we were talking about video marketing, do you find that that agencies, benefit advisors, and clients are starting to use visual communication, things like Skype, which would be the low-hanging fruit, rather than email, which for a lot of people has just become white noise now? Yes. Email is one of those uh, that is getting overutilized. And the simple fact is that we're getting way too many emails on a daily basis. So what's happening is you're really kind of paring down what you're going to really pay attention to. And so if your emails are not getting the attention of your audience, then you got a problem. So the key with email and video email is making sure, you know, your subject lines and your content is really good, it's brief. And if somebody opens a email and sees your face is the first thing they see. There's no download, there's no click here and they see your face, and in particular, if they know who you are, the curiosity is going to be there. Oh, it's David. What, you know, what's, what's he got to say? You know, press the play button. It's a two-second message from you on the latest and greatest in, you know, communication, marketing, whatever the case may be. And that's a good way to start off an email in today's world. If it's just words, it just simply may not get read. Well, you lose so much of the other variable portions of communication that, you know, we're all familiar with Dr. Albert Morabian and his study about how much of the, the how much of communication is visual and visual cues and inflection. And you don't get any of that in an email. And I know, you know, I've, I've been a professional author for almost 16 years now, and so I'm pretty good with words. And every once in a while, I'll write an email, and sometimes I catch them. Yeah. Before they go out. And sometimes I don't, but I, I look at it and go, no, that's not at all what I meant to say. Right. And worse, how is someone going to receive that on the other side? So you exactly. know, I, I know that I've talked to a lot of people here who are starting to use Skype for meetings and yep. because clients really like that. They like being able to look you in the eye, even if it's electronically. Right. Kind of makes them feel like you're there. You know, you're almost like you're paying them a visit. And with video email, you know, you can set up drip campaigns and you can set up just very quick. It, it doesn't need to be elaborate or, or formal. Just quick little videos that say, hi, you know, I'm here. Because today we have a challenge, which is we can't really get out and see clients as often as we used to or as often as we'd like to. There's just too many things to do. We're spending so much time on compliance and all the changes and trying to get that information out. And uh, it's very, today's communication is very impersonal. And so some of these tools take it up to a new level and I think are efficient and I've gotten great feedback on it. You know, people love it. Some people are a little apprehensive of doing a video, but I learned over the years, it's been about four or five years since I started using this technology, and less is more. So, you know, you don't need to have a formal session you know, just turn the camera on. You know, don't need to worry about what you look like or kind of even 
all the words that you're saying, what matters most is that you're making a personal connection with the person who's opening it. Well, and it's, it's the technology burden is much lower. There were just a couple of award-winning films that were shot using iPhones. Right. And it's so, it, I mean, it's just so dirt simple to do now. Yeah. And commission compression is a real thing. So if you're working harder and you're earning less money, you can't afford to go and visit that client where it might not be a real serious meeting or a very necessary meeting. But by using some kind of video medium, it makes them feel as though you're actually in their shop visiting with them. And for clients that we've surveyed, it becomes a much more satisfying back and forth. I don't know if you've seen that with your clients as well. Absolutely. And, you know, some of these tools you can use not only for client interfacing, but also to be efficient tools in your business. So we talked earlier about agencies, you know, becoming better at communication. So you can use these tools for open enrollment. So now you send out a video email message could be from, could be from you, could be from HR. Uh, could be from an employee who's had a good experience with the benefits, and now it becomes uh, a much more efficient way of doing business, sending thank you cards um, to your clients, sending a video email to say, hey, I'm looking forward to our meeting next week, um, and putting a face you know, with the, with the name. So if you're prospecting, that can be um, more, uh, more efficient. And uh, there's just all kinds of different ways you can use that technology to get yourself, you know, recognized and, and to brand yourself. And interestingly enough, what's starting to cut through again are handwritten notes. Yeah. Isn't that funny? It is funny. Somebody said to me the other day, did you get my note? And I'm thinking, what note? And he's like, I mailed it to you. I almost never checked the mailbox. There's hardly ever anything in there. And uh, I said, you mailed it to me? But yeah, I think there's kind of a uh, trend to going back to that because We've lost that personalization. We've lost that, you know, that uh, touchy-feely part of communication. Video is a great way to kind of pull it all together. So that covers the fourth C. Let's cover the fifth C yeah. in the couple of minutes that we have left, which is arguably the most important, which is to know your audience. Your fifth C is consumer. Yeah. Tell me about that. Well, I think it's really important to understand what the consumer wants these days from this industry and from this business. And uh, when you talk to people who are consumers of healthcare and consumers of health insurance or health plans, they aren't necessarily getting all that they want. And I think this is where there's a great opportunity for people in this business right now because a lot of consumers are confused by where to go to buy health insurance, how to utilize healthcare, and brokers and agents are really going to be the heroes at the end of the day helping the consumer. So listening to what the consumer wants is critically important. In the minute or so that we have left, I always like to wrap up with all of our guests and ask them, how do you see the future? Where do you see within within the framework of what we've been talking today? Define it however you want, near term, long term, short term. What do you see? What does the future look like in the communications arena for benefit advisors? I think the communication arena is going to be very, very technology driven, very efficient, I think more and more you're going to see all these types of tools, the, the electronic business card, the video, email, texting. Texting is becoming fast, the replacement for email. It's a lot easier to send a text, to read a text, to go back and reference a text. Everybody's got a phone on them. Not everyone reads email. So texting is, is really going to, I think, be the next fast track in communication. And I think the broker advisors in the marketplace 
are going to look to these tools to become much more efficient in the new world. Well, and without question, generationally, if you get younger millennials, they don't respond to emails at all. I, my youngest, I'll send her an email, and I never hear from her. Did you yeah. get the email I sent you? I never look at my email anymore. But if you send her a text, it's instant. Exactly. So exactly. you also have to be generationally aware in terms of how you choose your modes of communication, which goes back to consumer, consumer. which is know who your audience is. Know who your audience is because we have a diverse audience, and you're absolutely right. I mean, it's it's changing, and the new consumers of health, health care plans, health insurance, they are going to want that on their smartphones. So to get used to that, because what I found with all of this is that it needs to become a habit. And it's not that hard. The technology is, is pretty simple. But what's hard for most people is to get into the routine. And it takes a while. So you have to practice it. And once you get into the habit, then it becomes part of your mainstream business model. And you don't think twice about it. And that's the most important part is just to start doing it. Great words to leave on. Barbara Saxton, CEO of Smart Choices. Thank you for spending time with the Shift Shapers audience today. Thank you, Dave. The Shift Shapers podcast is a production of the Saltzman Group. We work with entrepreneurs, executives, and companies just like you to help shape the shifts in your business. To schedule a 20-minute call to learn more, visit our website at thesaltzmangroup.com or call me directly at 803-386-8005. I'd love to hear from you. And while you're on our site, You can also click the podcast tab for the entire catalog of Shift Shapers episodes and to access some really great special offers. Give me a call at 803-386-8005 and learn how to put the secrets of the Shift Shapers to work in your business.